To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. No, I probably had COVID like 74 times. I have no clue and I don't care. Everybody liked Blanche. Because Blanche was a pig who took it. Did you smell your poop? Did you learn anything? Did you read about the dog story? Who the is my ex-girlfriend who I despise calling me? A lot to blame on the news. It's a lot to blame on Anthony Fauci, that Italian leprechaun. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go yourself. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com. We're here from the Spare Parts Studio with one exhausted motherfucker. Find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm, or you can just email me directly, positive sarcasm at outlook.com, or you can just contact me directly to my website. You can support everything. Once again, positive sarcasm at uh, positive sarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. I got a bunch of articles that I'm going to try to piece together. Shout out to the, uh, the city of Chicago um, where you literally could land and leave with bullet holes. Um, that being said, I want to talk about this like inflation reduction shit here. Uh, Jesus Christ, I don't I don't know what this act means. All I know is it's seven hundred billion dollars, and it's not going to solve any problems. It's like, ooh, I could save seven grand by buying a ta- Tesla. They cost like seventy grand. Se- you know, seven thousand dollars you can save. Oh, by buying a fucking super expensive luxury car. I've never spent more than $7,000 on a car, period. So what does this save me? You could just quit being assholes and lower the fucking price of gas. Oh, it's down to $4 a gallon. It was $2 cheaper three years ago. Give me a freaking break. So on top of this whole thing, you've got uh, this uh, what, the fucking Secretary Treasury there, Mrs. Doubtfire, um, who says that this is not going to be directed towards, you know, blue-collar Americans making $400,000 a year or less. So she says, uh, Specifically, I direct that any additional resources, including new personnel or auditors that are hired, should not be used to increase the share of small businesses or households below the $400,000 threshold, and that I audited to historic levels. Yellen wrote in the letter to Reddig. That means that contrary to the misinformation from our opponents, the Republicans, that this legislation, small businesses or households earning $400,000 per year or less will not see an increase in the chances that they are audited. Audited. The fuck out of here, bitch. She doesn't have a clue what she's talking about. You know, you know your ass is getting audited next year because you literally, you know, You've been passing grocery money back and forth and Applebee's uh, of Venmo's back and forth next year. You realize it because you had a big dinner at fucking the Olive Garden two nights too many. Next thing you know, the IRS with their new newly appointed gun squad are going to be showing up at your door all because of a fucking few too many uh, never ending postables. Mm. The fuck out of here. Yeah, whatever, bitch. On top of that, so let's put it this way. This inflation reduction ass apparently has like a $700,000 price tag, which apparently is going to be made up through other, uh, made up, made back through other means. Sure. So let's put it this way. It's still $700 billion. $700 billion. In the meantime, in the meantime, 
the IRS is getting $80 billion. Ukraine got 40. So let's just see. The $700 billion there. Now on top of that, the uh, so and then on top of that, you have all the money that we donated to Ukraine just in the last six months, plus the additional 40 on top of that, plus the 80 billion that the IRS is getting. What else? What else? What? What? what plus the uh, trillions of dollars that we spend in foreign aid, plus the amount of money we already spent on the 15 biggest um, departments for the federal government, and I got a list of them right here. Look at this. So, let's just start here. The amount, so, you want to know where your money's going, your paycheck supposedly is going, when you make like, I don't know, $1,000 a week, and $250, $300 is all of a sudden missing. Do you want to know where some of it goes? Well, let's show you. So, the, the, the lowest, let's go all the way to the lowest. So, the Department of Commerce gets $15 billion. The, de the State Department gets $16 billion. The Department of, the Treasury Department gets almost $20 billion. The Department of Energy, 24 billion. Homeland Security, 40 billion. Housing and urban development. So, let's just face it at this point. Housing and urban development, they're probably pretty useless. That's 40 billion dollars right there. Homeland Security, probably pretty useless. That's 40 billion dollars right there. The Department of Education, 45 billion dollars. The children of today are retarded. So that can definitely go away. Department of Justice. Let's see. That's 45, that's 46 billion dollars. Edward Snowden's in Russia, and Julian Assange is locked up, and, lo and they threw away the fucking key. And we have people who still were met, found guilty on marijuana charges in jail for years. So we can get rid of head, go ahead and get rid of the Department of Justice. The Department of Transportation, $73 billion. The Department of Interior, I don't even know what that is. $90 billion. Department of Veterans Affairs, $97 billion. And you know that our veterans are treated like Class A individuals, Best mental health counseling, best health care in the United States. No questions asked. They do not wait two days for a phone call back. We know that. The Department of Ag Agriculture, which I think officially is now owned by Bill Gates and Monsanto, they get $134 billion. The Department of Labor, $137 billion. And, of course, the Department of Defense, $650 billion. And, of course, the fattest country in the world, the United States, the Department of Health and Human Services, we i.e. the monkeypox COVID division, who basically torture tests beagles for fun. $870 billion. So that's over a trillion dollars worth of shit right here. Let's go ahead and take a look at some other shit right here. So on top of that, you have, if $80 billion is going to the IRS and they're going to be hiring how many new employees? It's like a couple hundred, like 80,000 new employees. In the meantime, the Postal Service is beginning like a, a several year plan to ditch 50,000 employees. So the price of your, of your shipments are going to go up. The lead times on them are probably going to go down. And your, your chances of being audited are going to skyrocket. It's a fucking win-win. Postal employees voice major concerns as USPS begins implementing its delivery consolidation plan. 
The U.S. Postal Service is standing up the first uh, is standing up the first of the new plants across the country that will process mail for larger geographic areas, causing employer employees to fear the mailing agency will relocate or consolidate jobs throughout the workforce. As promised in his 10-year plan to allow USPS to break even, Postmaster General Louis DeJoy has identified in his initial 10 previously closed plants to reopen a consolidated mail and package sorting before the pieces go out for final delivery. Postal management began this week notifying employee groups of the sites located primarily on the East Coast and the Midwest. And just to let you know, we have like, what, four or five sorting plants within just New Hampshire alone? These organizations reacted with significant uh, consternation, saying USPS has failed to keep them in the loop or answer questions regarding the fallout of the workforce. Most post offices around the country operate, and remember, if you work for the United States Postal Service, you're technically a federal employee, which means you have to be jabbed for the for the vac, uh, jabbed for the COVID thing. So there you go. So anybody who didn't want to work for the USPS, out the door you go. Most post offices around the country operate as delivery units, meaning mail carriers will then g- will go to them to pick up mail and packages for their routes. I can't wear these fucking sunglasses right now. Ooh, my fucking Tim Dillon, get out of here. So. DeJoy has repeatedly decreed this model, saying it is inefficient and can lead to as many as dozens of such units in a metropolitan area. Instead, he is looking to open sorting and delivery centers around the country, as well as larger mega centers that can take one or more, uh, take on more in work and less space. Letter carriers want to travel farther to take mail to its final destination, but DeJoy said it will save costs on the contracted trucks that USPS hires to bring mail between various facilities. It just goes right out. DeJoy said last week of mail at the new centers. It goes to save 100% of the trucking costs. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And McCarley, president of the United Postmasters and manager of America, said that you notice he received last week caught him off guard. He first heard of the plan early this year, but he followed... But his follow-up questions ever since he's gone largely unanswered. His members have lar- uh, expressed outrage over the plan as post offices that have only retail offerings and not back-end mail processing typically do not have a postmaster on site. Those supervisors are now worried they'll be out of a job. So there you go. The IRS is getting $80 billion and the U.S. Postal Service is basically losing approximately 50,000 employees. So the one thing that the federal government actually kind of does right, the USPS is losing money and the IRS which basically should go away altogether is getting another 80 billion and more employees and more employees with guns you know cuz they like to enforce stuff that's what i know what i want i, I know that that's what i want a, you know another federal employee with a gun as they try to take the rights of our ability to own guns and they always get the big guns they always get the shiny shooters that's how that works. So that's sad because I, I know somebody who's very near and dear. But, okay, it says USPS is no reason to have 630,000 employees. This is according to MSN 24-7, uh, 24/7 Wall Street. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe the USPS, according to this op-ed, see, 630,000 employees at 34, uh, 34,000 locations. So maybe, the, maybe you're right. Maybe the United States Postal Service has no reason to have 630,000 employees. The IRS, IRS employee, let me look this up, employee count. 
So the IRS, let's see. So the IRS is hiring 86,000 new employees. Okay. But let's see. How many do they have? Um, there we go. So 630,000 employees. They're going to lose. So they're going to go to under 500,000. The IRS has 93,000, and they're going to get another 87,000 new employees. So they're going to double. They're going to double their efforts. That's just fantastic. You know what? If the, U if the United States Postal Service doesn't need 630,000 employees, I'm pretty sure that the IRS doesn't need almost 200,000 employees. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. Because at the end of the day, if you're taking that money, look, you're, it's the Inflation Reduction Act. How are you going to decrease inflation when all you're doing is amping up the amount of spending on the amount of federal employees you have who require benefits, pensions? For, forget it. And you're going to arm you're going to arm them too? So where are all the bullets coming from? Where are the guns coming from? Is it just fucking leftovers? What, we all of a sudden don't have enough wars, so we have guns left over? How about all the fucking armaments we left in Afghanistan after we lost that freaking war? After all the money we spent in the Defense Department? How about all that shit? We didn't sell it on... We didn't even freaking... We didn't even take the time to sell that shit on eBay. We just left it for Al-Qaeda. Fucking brilliant. And what about that 40 billion that went just went over to Ukraine on top of the amount of money and armaments that we already just sent them that supposedly isn't even getting to the front lines? What happened to all that goddamn money? What happened to all that goddamn funds? It certainly didn't land in my pocket. It certainly didn't land in my in, in Chase's dog dish. No. I don't think so. Did it go to Americans? Maybe 1500 bucks worth. We just printed more money, printed more money and sent it off elsewhere. It's at this point you know, there is such thing as having a government that's too lean. There's also such a thing as having a government that's too fucking fat. Because eventually it can't help but not feed itself. All it cares about is just feeding itself. It's too fat, so all it thinks about is feeding itself. It doesn't care about where the food comes from. It doesn't care about who has to pick that food. It doesn't care about that. It just cares about, give me more. I'm too fat. I need more food. My 600-pound life is a story, is a documentary about the federal government. This Inflation Reduction Act, like I said, oh yeah, you're going to save like seven. You're going to get a seven thousand dollar credit if you buy an electric car. I've never purchased a car over seven thousand dollars, and I've never had a car newer than two thousand and seven. So what are we talking about here? Why do I need to spend $50,000 on a new fucking car? Are you out of your mind, especially right now? I don't care if it's petrol, electric, or made out of fucking moon dust. There's no reason to be doing that right now. It's absolutely idiotic. Or the amount of people that are spending money on brand new houses. Please explain to me how any of this makes sense. Please explain to me how any yeah please explain to me how any of this makes sense or how it's going to tail or how it's going to pay out the end or oh, this is going to we're going to you know we're going to make the environment a better place. We're going to save money here and there. We're going to tax the rich, the ones who basically pass the buck down. Listen, if the rich get taxed more, it's going to come down into my pocket. The bread I flew, the, the bread and meat I buy at the store, the stamps I get in the mail, the money I pay for at the gas at the gas station. 
At the end of the day, they just pass that shit down to us. No matter what, don't get me wrong. When it comes to corporate greed, absolutely, no doubt about it. I got a bunch of empty glasses over here because I've just been sucking down water like a savage. That's all I got left. I'm gonna have dry mouth for the rest of the day. They're not gonna generate any revenue. Medicare costs, oh, we're gonna negotiate. We're gonna negotiate the cost of drug prices. Okay, sure, good luck to you. And then all that money that we spent on COVID vaccines. Okay, where'd that money go? That all went into Albert Brule's pocket? Whatever that guy's name who is, who runs fucking, oh, there was the $1.2 billion that went to Moderna and 900 million of it went into the CEO's pocket apparently or something to that effect. And how much money did Pfizer get? How much money did Pfizer get? You know, you think that shit was free? Free vaccines, free boosters. Sure. If I had to get paid for somehow. Fuck out of here. Absolutely ridiculous. How much is the ATF? Let's take a look. The ATF, ATF budget. Let's take a look at that. How much is the ATF's budget? So the ATF by the numbers, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. They got a $1.25 billion budget. They got 5,000 total staff, 2,600 federal special agents, 1,600 professional staff. So let's see, uh, 5,000 total staff? Yeah, we can get rid of them. Firearm compliance inspections, explosive compliance, percentage of cases that involved firearms. We can go ahead and just get rid of them. Let's just go ahead and get rid of the IRF. The, Let's see. The reason for defunding the IRS, I don't I don't know. I'm sure 190,000 employees is a little is, is few too many. Few too many. And then as far as the additional 5,000 for the ATF, we can go ahead and get rid of them too. They're not needed. They're not needed at all. Does the USPS need 630,000 employees? Ah, uh, maybe not. Maybe not. But you know what? The one thing that works within the federal government I think we should do everything we can to keep them moving forward and keep them competing. I mean, that's what I'm thinking about. I mean, look at all this fucking money just from the 15 federal departments. These are the main federal departments. It's split up. Like, I mean, look at this Africa Command, Agency for Global Media, Agricultural Library, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, Aloha TV, Animal Plant Health Inspection Services, Antitrust Division, Architect of the Capitol. These are just the A's. Let's go to the G's and see what kind of random bullshit. Uh, Ginny May, Geological Survey. Actually, the USGS, that's a big deal. The uh, Government Publishing Office, Government government Ethics, because they, you know, the government knows everything about ethics. We know that. The Helsinki Commission, Holocaust Memorial Museum. That's kind of cool. Hourly Wage Division, House of Representatives. Ooh, House of Representatives. So that's another that's another agency. And how much do they get made? In? Okay, so let's see, Senate, let's see, uh, Senate wages. How much do those pricks get paid a year? Um, let's see, seventeen eighty nine to present. U.S. senator salary. How much does a senator earn annually? Let's take a look here. A senator receives one hundred seventy four thousand dollars a year, per the official website of the U.S. Senate. 
That figure has remained same since 2009, with, vo with lawmakers voting against raising their pay following the global financial crisis. Senate majority and minority leaders, as well as the president pro tempore, have a high slightly higher salary, $193,000 per year. Meanwhile, the Speaker of the House receives $223,500 for her salary, plus the amount of money she gets from insider trading. While their annual salary is more than double the yearly income of an average American, it may not be enough to support the, an entire staff. This is where the benefits kick in. Senators are also entitled to other funds. Each senator is entitled to senator's office personnel and office expense account, which comprises of three allowances, the administrative and clerical assistance allowance, the legislative assistance allowance, and the official expense allowance. The preliminary list of levels Senate report accompany fiscal year. So, it, uh, okay. The legislative Bands Appropriations Bill showed a range of $3,192,000 to $5 million. The average allowance was $3.4 million. This includes funds for securing their office in their home state, purchasing furniture and furnishings for their offices at home and in Washington, D.C., and buying office equipment. But the paycheck senators get is far below the net worth of some members of the Senate. The wealth of these senators stem from their life before public office. Some members of the Senate were professionals and businessmen before the representatives before re representing their state and capital chamber chambers. So Rick Scott of Florida is a great example. Uh, valued at 259 million and just recently subpoenaed by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. He founded Columbia Hospital Corporation, which considered one of the largest hospital networks in the country per the Tampa Bay Times. Mitt Romney, uh, let's see. He's worth around 174 million dollars. Mark Warner, Virginia, $214 million. Well, Jesus fucking Christ. Something tells me that these people don't need this money. But mother, my God, what are we doing? This Inflation Reduction Act, is it really going to... Was there... I think I pretty ha had an article. Let's see. Um, can I stop? Okay. So details and analysis of the Senate Inflation Reduction Act of tax revisions. All right. Prelim this is their preliminary revenue. Uh, see a full timeline of changes. Duh, 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 duh. Okay. That's not going to work. Let's go ahead and scroll up. All right. Question is, is this actually going to fucking reduce inflation? Or is this just another bullshit name? Um, major tax provisions. Let's see. The Senate passed the Inflation Reduction Act successor, blah, 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 blah. By reducing long-running economic growth, this bill may actually worsen inflation by constraining the pro productive capa capacity of the economy. Our analysis contains estimates, according to the Tax Foundation, of its budgetary, economic, and distri distributional impacts of the Inflation Reduction Act as a specified bill in tax, blah, blah, blah. Big words, big words, big words. Using the general equilibrium model, we estimate the that the tax provisions, IRS enforcement, and drug pricing provisions in the bill would increase federal revenues by about $676 billion over the budget window before accounting to for a $352 billion in expanded tax credits for individuals and businesses, resulting in a net revenue increase of about $324 billion from 22 to 31, 2031, that is. That's one year after we are supposed to own nothing and be happy. Uh, excluding the anticipated revenue from increased tax compliance and drug pricing provisions, the bill would lose about $84 billion in revenue over the budget window. So table one, combined long-run effects of the Senate Inflation Reduction Act provisions. Gross domestic product, negative 0.2%. Gross national product, less than 0.05%. Capital stock, negative 0.3%. Wage rate, point, negative 0.1%. Full-time equivalent jobs, 
negative 29,000. Extends the limitation on pass-through business losses as enacted the 2017 tax cuts, blah, 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 blah. Extends the ex uh, expanded health insurance premium tax credits provided in the American Rescue Plan, including allow higher-income households to qualify for the credits and boosting the subs subsidy for lower-income households through the end of 2025. I can tell you this. I fucking um, get none of this. Just a regular person who doesn't have really any bills, who doesn't really have any debt, doesn't make a shit ton of money, but is not broke and is not on any type of government subsidies or tax credits, I qualify for none of this stuff. All I know is the gas in my car is fucking more expensive than it was two years ago, and the amount of money that's taken out of my paycheck just seems to be getting coming more and more and more. And the amount of money that I'm spending at the grocery store has gone up. It seems like everything that I do has become more expensive. And yet, I have fewer bills than I did a year or two ago. Do you know what I love about this, I would like to call it word foo, this idea that everybody's brains are broken? And this is just, it, it's, I love that this bill is going to solve nothing. It's not going to fix inner cities. It's not going to fix education. It's not going to solve climate change in any way, shape, or form. It's not going to fix broken states like California. It's not going to fix corporate corruption. It's not going to fix insider trading. It's not going to solve the crisis in Ukraine. It's not going to solve the situation in China. It's not going to save the Uyghur Muslims. It's not going to help education. It's not going to help mental health. It's not going to solve the food shortage crisis. It's not going to help farmers. It's not going to help the blue-collar American. It's not going to help anybody. It's not going to stop the energy problem. It's not going to get us to the moon. It's not even going to get us off the ground. It's just going to put us in a bigger hole. Every time with these confusing words and silly names, it's not going to decrease inflation. It's only going to make it worse. It's just going to make the debt bigger. Eventually, you can't just keep kicking the can down the road. Or maybe you can, but at the end of the day, I'm the one who has to pay for this shit. It's not going to solve any fucking problems. What? You're going to impose a 15% minimum tax on corporate income? Sure. The one person who actually knows how to get around these loopholes is plenty of corporate loopholes. Uh, they, they, they hire teams of lawyers specifically to get around most of this shit. You think this is going to do anybody any good where they can easily just ship jobs overseas? These are the same people that every time you raise it, you raise taxes on them, all of that gets trickled down to us. And then we are the people who have to fucking flip the bill for this shit. Whether it's the price of meat, the price of fuel, the price of energy, energy, the price of anything. We're the ones who has to pay for this shit. They'll never skin the top off for themselves. That is always, always passed down to us. So fuck that noise. This thing's not going to do anything. It's all bullshit. So unless you're a congressperson, we're going to pay for it. So, fucking 86,000 new IRS employees. You have to be shitting me. Absolutely have to be shitting me. <sighs> this thing's going to pass. I don't, I mean, honestly, it's just... And you're just going to accept it because that's what we do. We just we eat shit day in and day out. You realize just a few weeks ago we were paying fucking five 
fucking dollars a gallon. Some people still are. I'm still paying four fifty a gallon. God damn it. Alright, let's at least try to solve some other people's problems today. Can we do that? I do have some Q&A. I do want to at least get some good question out of the way. If you want to support this podcast, do me a favor. Don't go on fucking Venmo. Just go directly to PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. And watch out for your Venmo. They're watching that shit too. Alright, let's get some Q&A out of the way. I'm just annoyed today. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be this annoyed. I shouldn't be that upset. I've been tired lately, and I've been just... Uh, trying to get this creative creative roadblock out of my head and i'm just you know this all this news that i hear it's just bullshit i know it's all bullshit i know all these people are full of shit i hate this two-party system i know they're all a bunch of fucking cheats and liars i wrote something specifically that i know would never get passed in congress but i know would be absolutely brilliant at least in met to a certain degree as far as stopping a lot of the, the corruption because for us there's rules for them there's none move on to Q&A. Can I stop ask to stop working with my colleague because he got a dog from a breeder instead of an animal rescue? I have an issue that's minor compared to some that I've read, but it's big to me. One of my teammates recently got a new dog. Normally this is great, however, he decided to buy a dog from a breeder. As he wanted one with a specific look. I frequently volunteer for a local animal rescue, which he knows he is allowed to spend his money how he wants, but it feels like a slap in the face to a core piece of my identity, and I don't know if I could work with him after this. Would I be out of line and talk to my manager about this, potentially ask to be moved to another team? Um, no, he's at the end of the day, he still wants a dog. He's still, I mean, as long as he takes care of that dog and loves that dog and treats that dog with respect, no, you've got no right. Um, I get it. Believe me, there's a lot of rescues, a lot of rescues out there, especially if you go on like Instagram or whatever. There's so many rescues out there and kill shelters that need to be uh, taken care of and brought in. But it, it, if somebody wants a specific dog, I, I, I get it. Um, but they have to respect that dog for the type of breed that they are, for how long they live, their propensity to, to act certain ways. Um, because rescue dogs are just as easy. I mean, rescue dogs and, and dogs that are bought specifically for their breeds, they all at the end of the day can end up in rescue shelters either by going back or being sent there. It's it's how you treat this animal, truly. Um, if, if this person wants to buy from a breeder, it's I understand. It's fine. I would love to or maybe get a breeder and a rescue dog, but you can't well, you, you, you can't respect this person. You want them to switch. You want to switch teams. It's like, come on whatever come on just i get it you work for rescue but you're compassionate but it's not it's not going to do people have a certain lifestyle that doesn't work for having a rescue they need to have a specific dog or maybe they choose to it's their choice i don't know you're making a big deal out of nothing should i ask my son-in-law to stop using gestures when he speaks my son-in-law is very bright well-spoken young man but he gestures with his hands when he's talking this may be an accepted style in italy but i'd always been taught that using your hands to make a point uses a demonstration of lazy lazy thinking that if an effort were made to choose the appropriate words the point would be relayed more effectively how can i suggest to him that he keep his hands quiet when he's speaking without offending him no it's i don't think that's necessarily true i think it, but using your hands is just a way to get your point across because there's only so many ways for you to do it. Um, so 
Chase, can you not dig into the love sack, please? Thank you. I know you're uncomfortable. I know it's been a rough day, but Jesus Christ, come on. Don't go upset because, you know, I had to give you another shower because you ran through the mud. You know? At least I clean you. Um, no, you speak with your hands. You speak with your hands. Okay? If you speak only with your hands, that just means you're deaf. But speaking with your hands, using to emphasize things, it, it's 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 just gives you more... It makes you more animated. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's part of your character. It's a personality trait. It's not something you should be upset about or think maybe he's being lazy. Obviously not. Get out of here. Move on to the next one. These ones are short. I might get out of here early this week. Shouldn't people avoid saying good morning when it's a bad morning? After the tragedy in Uvalde, the, pe the chief of police began his statement with the greeting of good afternoon. The next day, after an understandably sleepless night, I arrived at my job at a school filled with grief only be to be told good morning by five different colleagues. All these greetings seemed insensitive considering the circumstances. Are these good manners? Is this an appropriate greeting under the circumstances? I think people are just, it's a common greeting, and I think people are just trying to get on with their day. We all know the Uvalde police and all the others that were sitting there for over an hour are absolute fucking cowards and criminals and should be, and should lose their badges, and some of them maybe even go to fucking jail because they cost the lives of so many children. Of course. But I think you're just, people are just trying to get on with their day be polite and go out of their way to be overly polite, especially after a tragedy after such as that. Well, the next one. Was I wrong to respond to my coworker's snide comment about my tank top by asking him to put on shoes? My workplace doesn't have a dress code, so everyone dresses very casually. Today I was wearing a top with thin straps with long pants and my shoulders were showing. It's a great look. Okay, so obviously a chick. Great look. One of my coworkers, Brian, was giving me angry looks all day when I finally asked him what's wrong. He told me that he thought better of me than to dress in barely any clothes to work. At that moment, Brian was wearing pretty short shorts and was barefoot. He dressed like this the whole summer. The office is carpeted. He only puts on slippers if he's going to the bathroom or the kitchen. I told Brian that I will start covering up my shoulders when he starts wearing shoes to the office. <laughs> Fuck you, Brian. If I have to watch his hairy toes at work, he can deal with my sight of my shoulders. That a girl. That, of course, didn't help. He put on his headphones and didn't even look in, the direction of, uh, in my direction the rest of the workday. Good. Fuck him. Now I'm wondering if I was wrong to say that. He is a co-worker and I should strive for good work relationships, but I felt insulted so kicked. So it kicked back at him. Am I the asshole? No, I love it. I love it. Great. He tell him to shut his fucking mouth, get some stronger, either get some longer shorts or some stronger quads. And for God's sakes, put on some flippy floppies. Moving on. Fuck Brian. Fuck him right in the ass. Next question. Am I wrong to feel uncomfortable after my grandniece used all the moist towelettes in my bathroom while visiting? Get a bidet. My neighbor's daughter has been anxious to visit me. I live in a city where many like to vacation. She's one month away from turning 21. Oh, shit. I told my nephew that she's very quiet and hasn't wanted to engage with me. He assured me that once we are one-on-one, -on -one, she'd be very talkative. When she visited, she was mostly quiet and in her own head a lot. Sometimes it made me uncomfortable. I brought this to her attention, letting her know that she'd be safe with me. If she wanted to share what was on her mind. Do I have any water left? Jesus Christ, my mouth is drier than a... <laughs> Letting her know that she'd be safe with me if she wanted to share what was on her mind. Her quietness continued. On the morning of her last day, she came out of the bathroom and immediately was anxiously packing 
when we had hours before the air, before leaving for the airport. I thought nothing of this. Later in the day, when I came home from taking her to the airport, I found that my full package of moist towelettes was 97% empty. She sneakily took them. I initially found this cute and had no issue with her taking it, but the following day, her actions made me feel uncomfortable. If she asked me, I would with pleasure give her the entire package, and she would have known this. I was very generous to her during the visit. Her plan to sneakily take them as leaves take them leaves me uncomfortable hmm. i would just leave it alone and you know what like i said get a bidet a bidet is amazing first of all 100 percent confidence when you use one and basically just dry off with a towel but the, the moist towel that's number one they're not flushable and yeah they're expensive so i would immediately just switch to a bidet and that would solve all your problems Let's move on to the next one. Will I get my heartbreak from my, will I okay? Will I get over my heartbreak from my ex-husband finding a new girlfriend twelve years after our divorce? My ex-husband and I have four children and eight grandchildren. We have been together for forty years, but we have been divorced for twelve. We have never been apart from each other until recently. He started ghosting me and not answering my texts or calls. We have not lived together for a while, but have always stayed connected. I found him with another woman, and he said we, they were together. Okay, he was honest. He, she is letting him drive his, her new truck, and she has some money with which they go to the casino almost every night. Aha! He's 22 all over again. I'm heartbroken by the way he dumped me for someone else and just couldn't tell me. He said he still wanted to talk to me because we have kids and grandkids together. I told him to delete my number and wished him a happy life. This has been going on for six weeks. Will it get easier? The other woman is going through a divorce. Okay, so you've been divorced for 12 years you know technically for 12 years he could have been doing whatever the hell he wants and that's pretty much that it's 12 years it's not like two months or during or a year or even two years or three years i mean people do move on generally quickly uh, this is 12 years it's definitely done at this point you're not be getting back together you already got 18 fucking kids and 14 you know uh, other grandchildren so there's nothing nothing else is going to come from this it, it, you're i don't know it's 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 sad that you guys got divorced after 40 years of, of being married but don't take a tragedy and turn it into hell it's not going to work it's not it's not worth having um yeah i would just accept it for what it is you know I, you said that you deleted his number you don't delete your number and wish him a happy life. Well, he's not gonna. Is he gonna delete your number? What does that would do for you? You still have kids that talk to him all the fucking time. It's not. It's not a. It's not. It's not a situation in which you should be, uh, you know, freaking out over. I don't know what else. To say, but yeah, maybe you're. You're just. You've been married for forty years, so you're used to seeing this person every single day, and now there's a change. There's a new person there. And he's having a lot of fun. Is it going to last forever, though? I don't know. But it really doesn't matter because it's it's not your relationship anymore. So who cares? You know, you have to get over it. You have to accept it because you're not married anymore. So that's pretty much it on that subject. Um, I think we're going to close up shop early today. I was looking at the, the, the stock market and apparently see before I go, I just want to talk about like inflation. I mean, inflation is still very high at this point. 
and I know we're still printing money like a motherfucker, and I know that the market is going up like crazy. You'd expect the market being chaos or hit a bottom. First of all, the market has already corrected significantly for the amount of shit that we went through in like uh, May, June, and July. Um, I, but I have a sneaking suspicion that the game now is rigged more than ever for several different reasons. Um, mostly, I think it's political. Uh, uh, mostly, the, the the government refuses to acknowledge that we're actually in a technical recession. And um, right now, I just I just think the game is rigged because people houses are still being bought like crazy, just not at the same numbers that you the same like you know f amount of money that you expect. But right now, uh, large corporate companies are still make are still uh, earnings estimates are coming out high. So, until there's, like, a major thing, um, don't expect to short the market anytime soon. What I do see, of course, is I do see layoffs. I do see employees getting dumped here, there, and everywhere in the tech sector. But has this already been accounted for? Has this already been priced in? What do we expect to see in the next couple months? Or has the risk, because generally there was, was the blood in the streets already done and over with? Have we already seen the bottom of what we're going to see? This bill passing is just going to send the market up probably even more because more money is going to be printed. I think this game is rigged. At this point, I'm more than certain that the game is rigged. 2008 happened um, because people got so greedy with this one technical situation where it's, it just snowballed and had a domino effect to the point where it was uncontrollable. And the government still bailed out all these companies. I think the game is, I think the point, at this point, the game is 100% rigged. Where you, first of all, you can't time, you can't time this shit. The government's too involved. And I have to, I mean, I watch this shit day in and day out. And, and the earnings reports are still there. Everything seems to be positive, you know. Unemployment's super low, but yet there's layoffs. Price of houses is through the roof, yet it's still buying. People are are, are still buying. You know, they say that the price the house uh, price of houses has gone down significantly. Not up here in the Northeast, not at all. Inventory is super low. And the question, and the thing is, is like, if all these people are leaving California, or they're leaving New York, or they're leaving Chicago, or they're leaving these shitty areas, they're all coming here, and they may never leave. So if they're never going to leave, then the pri then the inventory here is never going to go down unless you create new houses, which is just going to increase the amount of people that are going to want to come here. They're not going to go back to California. In, in, in places like New Hampshire or, or Vermont or Maine or, or even like Massachusetts, ugh. small states. They can't handle the influx of people coming from places like D.C. or Chicago or California. They just can't do it. It's not it, – we're not built for that. We're built to have – we're designed to have a certain amount of people with certain personalities. It's just not – it's like a – it's like a, your gut biome. It's, it's got to be it, – the balance is, 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 is completely off right now. And every time there's a, like a new, uh, uh, you know, there's new people in office or whatever, it's just like at the end of the day, people are still fucking spending like crazy. 
you know, uh, um, what do you call it? What you make at the office, your, your paycheck's going up, but only to spend it on more shit. The price of all product, all product is going up. I, I don't, I don't understand any of this to the point where I go, you know what? This is bullshit. There are ways to make money in the stock market, but it's just like, this doesn't make any fucking sense to me. It's nuts. I mean, was it ever simple to begin with? Yeah. But it, I, I see conflicting reports about China apparently falling apart within the next 45 days. There is, uh, there's a heat wave crisis. I mean, there's so much shit going on and there's a fucking war going on in Eastern Europe. And yet... The VIX is at an all-time low, and everyone and, and earnings are through the roof, and and people are just sucking it in and sucking it deep. I don't understand what's going on, but you have to play the game. The problem is I don't know how to play the game anymore because the rules are changing every ten fucking minutes. The question is: Is when does the game of musical chairs come to a screeching halt? And I still think it's going to be soon. It's just right now that the 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 uh, the you know that Jerome Powell guy he doesn't get back until he doesn't get back in the chair until like the end of August. So right now everybody's partying, and inflation because it went down by 0.2 percent but increased by 8.5 percent. Um, everybody's like selling celebrating this as like a giant ass victory. And now it's like oh by the by by early next year things are going to go down and everything's going to be back to hunky dory. You've got to be fucking kidding me. I don't know. It's, it's, it's so confusing to me, I can't convey it to you. I don't know. I'm confused by all of it. And I'm exhausted. And I'm wearing a, uh, and I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> Which makes no fucking sense. I just threw this thing on. I'm like, hmm, this is something different. Uh, in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. If you don't want to follow me on social media, you can always email me directly, positive sarcasm at outlook.com. Um, questions, concerns, comments, you can always hit me up there, slide my DMs. Supporting the podcast is easy, positive sarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. I'm done. I got I to gotta work on some other stuff. I, I appreciate you guys sticking with me through all this shit. I'm just like completely uh, – I'm annoyed right now with everything that's going with everything that's going on and it's it's hitting a breaking point in my head where i don't know how to convey this stuff to you i'm just like i i feel like a dog that's in traffic nothing's hitting him but everything's going by him at 100 miles per hour and i'm just confused i'm just confused and bewildered and startled everything's going on i don't understand all of it and I, and it does affect it, it absolutely affects me it does affect my wallet it affects your wallet it affects my outlook on things you know my my brain was absolutely affected when the pandemic hit because I wasn't afraid of it I was afraid of how people reacted to it and clearly people have not gotten any better so I'm just concerned about what what the economy is like right now how it's going to affect me. How can I react to it? And not, I, right now, I don't know how to. And I don't know how this new reduction, this Inflation Reduction Act, is going to affect me. But it never gets better. All they do is take, 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 take. They get bigger and bigger and bigger. And now I'm officially afraid of the government. Which means they are too big. Way too fucking big. 
Because all they're going to do is feed themselves and feed themselves and feed themselves. And I feel like I'm the caviar that they're spreading on the cracker. Thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. And I'll talk to you all next week. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. We cut the legs off of